welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to God's Five Minutes. The first book of Kings contains a fascinating story of Ahab, king of Israel, his heathen wife Jezebel, their degrading of the worship of Jehovah in Israel, and how God called and used a man named Elijah to change that course of events. First Kings 17.1, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. The worst times need the best men. The reign of Ahab brought a great outburst of Baal worship imported by his Phoenician wife, which threatened to sweep away every trace of the worship of Jehovah. The feeble king was absolutely ruled by the strong-willed Jezebel, and everything seemed rushing down to ruin. One man arrested the downward movement, and with no weapon but his word, and no support but his own dauntless courage, which was born from his faith, worked a revolution in Israel. Rugged, stern, solitary, he came without a commission to reveal new truth. He was not a prophet like later ones whose words were revelation. Little is even preserved of his words. His task was to reform and restore more than to enlighten, and his gifts of spirit and power corresponded to his work. The startling suddenness of Elijah's leap into the arena, where he appeared without preface or explanation, helps the impression of extraordinary force which his whole career made. He crashed into the midst of Ahab's court like a thunderbolt. What did Jezebel think of this wild man from the other side of Jordan, who thus confronted Ahab and her? <clears throat> Nothing is told us of his ancestors. We only know that he was of Gilead, and therefore used to a ruder, freer, simpler life than that in king's palaces. The natural conclusion from the narrative is that the prophet and the king had never met before, and if so, the stern brevity of the threat is even more remarkable. <clears throat> In any case, the absence of explanation of reasons for the drought or of credentials of Elijah or of offers of mercy on condition of repentance give a peculiarly grim aspect to the message and make it a dangerous one to carry to such a hearer as Ahab stirred up by Jezebel. When God commands us to speak, no thought of peril must make us dumb. If the word of the Lord is to sound from our lips with power, it must first have absolute sway over ourselves. One man with God at his back who fears nothing can work marvels. God's servant is men's master. The vision of God's presence paled the splendor and blunted the perils of the court of Samaria. Ahab was only a poor puppet in the sight of the eyes of the man of God who saw the Lord sitting on his throne high and lifted up. So the very first words of Elijah lay bare the secret spring of his fiery energy and courage before whom I stand. That is the thought to put nerve, daring, and disregard of earth upon a man. James's comment on this incident assumes that the declaration of J. Ahab came after earnest prayer, that it might not rain, and that the word which should end the drought was also prayer. The truest lover of his country, or of the souls of his fellows, may sometimes have to wish for losses and sorrows. Elijah did not open and shut the heavens, but his prayer had power to move the hand that openeth and no man shutteth. 
Needless to say, the work of this timeless saga is not simply to entertain away an idle hour. The work of evil and unbelief is ever the same, and it is active in our land today, just as it was when the hairy prophet bearded the compromising king to his face. The sins of that era were idol worship, with its resultant rejection of the great moral code set down in the Ten Commandments and the law that derived from them. The sins of ours today include destruction of unborn children, destruction of the sanctity of marriage, destruction of the concepts of honor and integrity in the public square. All of this is heralded by the turning away from the old story of the cross with its teaching of eternity, either in a place of blessing or of loss. God sends us more Elijahs. Have you talked with him today? You have been listening to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson.